10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Planet ADHD. I'm your host, Father Brian Boldry, and I will be joined momentarily by the beautiful lady, Rebecca, the effervescent, the ever-present, the always pleasant lady, Rebecca, has joined me in the live studio. Hello, darling. Hello, baby. How the hell are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hi. Oh, the fun we have to talk about or not, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. The fun, the fun, the fun. Oh, the articles, oh, the articles. <laughs> <laughs> the things we can find if we set our minds to it. Before we get into ours, like, there's some real heavy stuff going on at Death Valley. Not good, not good. People trapped there from, bur- that were going to Burning Man, I guess. Damn. Thinking of you. Also glad I'm not one of you. Not gonna lie. I wouldn't go to Burning Man anyway. But yeah. Wow. Ooh. Not a way to want to do it if you're gonna do it. Right? You know what I mean, right? Just saying. Right. Uh, anyway, I don't know what it is you've got for us this evening. I truly do not. So hmm. I guess I'm waiting. Let's see. We'll start off with this one from the AP News. Which is, Thief Steals Former Governor's SUV as he hosts a radio show. This will be lovely. <laughs> I know, right? Alright, as I said, this is from the AP News. Fargo, North Dakota. My former North Dakota Governor Ed Schaefer learned a lesson about his car keys after his vehicle was stolen as he hosted a Fargo radio show. Schaefer was guest hosting KFGO's News and Views program Friday morning when police called the station to ask if he owned a 2020 GMC Yukon, the station reported. It turns out that the SUV had been stolen out of the station's parking lot. The thief apparently drove it to a probation office and surrendered to the authorities, Schaefer said. The vehicle has a push-button start feature and keys to it requires a key fob to be in the vehicle before it can be operated. But Schaefer had left a spare fob inside, enabling the thief to start it up and drive off. The former governor of and U.S. Agriculture Secretary says he's been warned about being more careful. My wife, for 31 years has said, why don't you lock your car, Schaefer said. That's <laughs> interesting. But the wife had the last say. <laughs> hmm. So what you're telling me, let me get this straight. Basically, the dude didn't lock his car, went in, hosted a radio show, and somebody jacked his car. Yes. Wow. Uh, I'm not all go one way or the other, so like I don't care who you are. You got his car stole? I'm with his I'm with the wife. I am. I'm upset. I'm with the wife. Lock your car, people. We don't live in a utopia. Obviously. Look around, people. This is not utopia. This is dystopia. That's where everybody's getting confused, maybe. I don't know. Uh but you literally, utterly, totally, without doubt, have to lock your car. I don't think, was he a governor? Yes, he was. And from what I've seen, the thief drove it to a probation appointment and surrendered it. 
as well. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on. What you're telling me is whoever stole the car used it to get to a probation appointment and then turned themselves in. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It just see now I need more. Well, we'll have. To I mean, have don't to you? Yeah, we'll have to dig into it another time because that's all that article had. Oh come on! I mean, what are they going to do to this individual? Look, they were only trying to make a probation appointment. Bad call, by the way. Bad call. Don't steal a car to go to your probation appointment. For fuck's sake, I hail a cab. Some I I don't know what what the options were, but steal a car surely had to be way down the list. One would only hope. Yeah, one would only hope. Probably he was in too much of a rush and didn't see any other choice. I don't good know. Good on whoever they were for going to the appointment, right? I mean, see what I'm saying? Yeah. At least he went. I mean, this person, right, went to a probation appointment. And to get there, they stole a former governor's vehicle while he was hosting a radio show. Uh, that could happen to us. In fact, our vehicle's missing right now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, we, we know who has our vehicle. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, Grandma Dizzy was uh, having car trouble. That's what we're talking about. We I went to a rescue. She's currently using our vehicle. See, if you do it right, former governor, it comes back with a full tank of gas. I'm just saying. Maybe that's yeah. where... The individual went wrong, right? The, look, look, you shouldn't have immediately turned yourself in. You should have brought the vehicle back to its owner on full tank of gas and been like, look, I'm real, real sorry that I'd done that. But but I made my probation appointment. Does, does this, right? I don't know. Does that make it feel any better than what it was? <laughs> no motherfucker still stole your car, right? I mean, I'm right. just going to say it, right? You're still mad. I mean, the car was stolen, obviously. You're angry. But... That's a weird one. That's a weird one. And again, always bring the vehicle back with a full tank of gas. This is a known thing where we are from later, Rebecca and myself. It's not. Yes, it is. It may surprise you what you can or can't borrow here, there, and yonder with a full tank of gas involved. That's just where we live. I don't recommend that for everyone, by the way. You will get your shit took. (laughs) Yep, you will. Definitely. But if you borrow something... Either put it back to where it was, or fill it completely, at least. Do the courtesy of being a nice fella, or lady, or gal, or... See, this makes me not want to run for governor. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. Right, right? We'll get our shit jacked. (laughs) What? It's a tricky business. Apparently, even trickier than we had first thought, right? Like, because of, they steal your stuff. But it's, again, would they, to go to an appointment for parole, probation, whichever you said, uh, on you for making your appointment, I will say that. Those matter, don't think they don't. Yeah, they do. I give them thumbs up for that, but stealing of a vehicle. Yeah, probably is not going to help that probation off uh, probation at all. <laughs> right, the 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 cars that yeah, I I mean, you gotta kind of wonder where your head's at because you gotta make your probation appointment. Uh, you got no way to get there. At what point does steal a car enter your mind 
as a viable option for making that appointment. I mean, it obviously did for someone, you see. Yeah. I'm just not quite sure on how low or how late or where the headspace was completely. I mean, all I can think is that um, maybe that was the appointment where the probation officer's like, listen, if you're not fucking here, you're going back to jail. All right, I'm done with this. I'm fucking over it. You're going to fucking be here because if you're not, you're going to the clink. Y'all feel me? You're going to jail. Look, you're going behind the bars. Right, right, right. So here we are. Oh, no, I can't make the appointment. It's clear across town. Whatever shall I do? I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. Oh, my goodness. Someone's left their keys in their car. Right, right, right. Get there, make the appointment. And it dawns on you that you've now committed Grand Theft Auto to make the appointment. Does this individual deserve to be let off the hook? Hmm. That's a tricky one. It is, it is. Because... Real talk, it's all... Look, it's all kangaroo court now. We all know it is. It's whatever the the social medias decide you are that you are. So, as we are a show of this nature, and we brought this story to the public as an individual calls. <laughs> I love that, man. Uh, but you know what I mean? We brought it to the public forum. All right. Let, let's ask the audience here. Does this guy deserve leniency due to the fact that while it was a heinous crime, no one's saying it isn't, it was committed in the, what's the word I'm looking for, in the pursuit of being a solid citizen. Does that, ladies, gentlemen, and others, count? And he also turned himself in for doing it. See what I mean? You see what I mean? Like they weren't even trying to to get out. I know you said he. Uh, actually, I I think it was yes. Um, all you say. Uh, but yeah, they they weren't they weren't trying to uh, get away with anything either. They immediately turned themselves in, right? And um, but now they're dealing with those consequences. Obviously, I'm certain of that. But maybe leniency. Maybe the former governor, all right, I get it. I get it. Uh, he stole your ride. That's shitty. Okay, that, that would fuck me all up. Like, I would be a whole other guy about that. But I'm not a former governor. I'm in no way former governor. I, I haven't done what it would take to be a governor or spent my life in politics. So as a former governor... You could ask leniency on this individual, and you might, I don't know, in the vein of, he was, they were trying, solid citizen, I guess. And isn't that really what it's all about, former governor? I wish I had caught the name, I didn't. Uh, I mean, not literally, by the way, so y'all know, I'm being literal, I, I don't know his name. Governor Schaefer, former Governor Schaefer. Former Governor Schaefer? This is Father Brian. I'm a spiritual leader of sorts. I'm a spiritualist, I should say. Not so much a spiritual leader, more of a spiritualist. Spiritual advisor, certainly. And it would, uh, it would go well if you could see it in your heart to help this individual who 
only stole your car in the pursuit of not going back to jail or in going to jail, whichever the case may be. I'm not any more aware of the article than any of the rest of you, but this one seems a bit... This one seems a bit different for us. It doesn't seem like one I'm going to rip on, because I don't see the point. Uh, real good could be done here. Yeah, it could. Not one that can be ripped on on this. A human being could help another human being in this case. And they absolutely probably have the friends know how and power to do so. I mean, unless I'm wrong and that's not how this went down. And then, well, fuck me. Don't listen to me. We've all discussed many times. I don't listen to me either. But you get it. This isn't one where we're going to have a, we're going to have a real go at. I don't think we've got those for the day. I get that. But I don't think this is it. No, neither do I. I I think I've said what I've got to say about this. Do you have closing arguments on this lady, Rebecca? Actually, no, I'm with you. The governor could lean leniency on him if it turned out to be the perspective that we're seeing it as but other than that I am not quite sure I'm with you on it pretty much yeah this one's this one's like once you read the article right this one's okay there's there's things here yeah yeah right it's not one that we can do our usual make fun of or anything there's no, I, I have I see no point in trying to comedically come at this article. Uh, both individuals were in a spot, I'm certain, and um, you know that's not funny. Somebody got their vehicle stolen. Somebody needed that vehicle apparently to make it to a very important appointment, or they could have gotten in a lot of trouble. It would, from where I'm standing. Again, this shows about Lady Rebecca and Father Brian's perspective. Uh, from where we're sitting, it looks like maybe this individual was trying to make the uh, appointment for probation or whatever you had. And um, they were trying to be a solid citizen. Look, maybe this can get worked out. That's my take. Yeah, that's that's a good take on this. I'm with you on that. As for other articles, that was that ended up oddly being a heavy deal for us. Yeah, that was a different take than what we normally go. <laughs> but it was a good one. Yeah, you know what you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've recently the first show that went up, we're like, we're talking politics. I think we might be. Um, <laughs> I don't know about you. You know what I mean? More in this vein. But I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I'm going to vote for the person I'm going to vote for. I'm not telling Lady Rebecca who to vote for either. I'm not. I'm going to vote for the people that I feel should be voted for. I'm going to support the policies I feel should be supported. And I grew up in a time, ladies and gentlemen and others, when that was my fucking business, not yours. That is how I see it. I was about to say I grew up in that era too. They never really talked about who they voted for, what they wanted to vote for, or whatever. It was just vote. Well, let's let's talk about it for a minute. You and I, once upon a time, got swept up in the issues, did we not? Yes, we did. And um, I mean, we came out of that all right. That's not what I'm saying. We came out of it fine. Nobody was angry. That's not what I mean. But it did teach me very quickly that I didn't feel I was informed as I should be when dealing with some issues. Yeah, that sounds about right for 
Me as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like we were we we came out as heinous individuals or anything. That's not what I'm saying. I didn't feel we did. But the the deeper the that we got, the less informed I felt, and the more I informed I need I felt I needed to be in order to participate in those conversations. I was about to say, yeah, we gotta dig deeper in by ourselves to figure the things out than what they told us, yeah. No, we'll we be weren't. honest, we're a very political family, I think. You and I are abreast of current issues, I'm not saying we're not. Uh, like I told you in the last show, I think there are a lot of really great content creators, I like being under the desk, I like uh, wanting to say Evanescence, um, BFFR News, uh, they're all over on TikTok and probably other places, like, there are people that do that and do that well, they, they don't need me in there, I do Henri really well. That you do, that you do. Yeah, we just, we just, sorry folks, our second show is gonna be a bit of a different vibe, we, uh, we started off on a show that, again, I, in no portion of that article was anything funny. Right down to the fact that the gentleman's wife was like, I keep telling you to lock your car. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? You see what I mean? Wife's like, honey, how many times? 50 years I've told you. Look what... But one, you know, being as I was raised as, uh, as a guy, let me tell you, all my brain would be thinking is yes, honey, but I made it 50 years. <laughs> It was like a, I told you so, slap in the face kind of, sort of. <laughs> I mean, was, we lock our ride. We live in small town America and we lock our here. Yeah, That's we as do. real as it gets. That is as real as it gets. It's a different world now, man. It really is. Yeah, it is. It was kind of cool earlier to be uh, shown by Ralph that, yeah, no, I can talk to all these AI people I want, make any AI that I want. But it's not going to talk about topics like I would, so it's pointless. That was kind of sad, because now, what are we going to do? Because it's going to change the whole format of you. I don't know. It, it may be a non-starter. Like, look, I'm not saying give it access to everything. That's not what I'm saying, but... If it's not gonna act like, say, like, you see what I mean? I mean, and it's gonna grow its own personality, but it needs to get the same start I did, and the start that I got was I could talk about whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Whatever the fuck right? you Right? You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. That's all I mean. Um, so we're gonna table that. I'm gonna do some more digging and see if there's a way that that can be, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Uh, I just think it would be really cool to be interviewed or interviewed by either way be interviewed by or interview an AI version of myself that had been fed the data of me and been allowed to use that data to come to various conclusions on its own and see what that conversation plays out like that would be pretty cool I'm with you on that because honestly being interviewed by an AI version of myself would kind of be interesting that's what I'm saying, right? I'm not... Look, I don't even know if it could work, if it would work. Apparently, uh, thanks to Ralph, it might not work. Uh, you know what I'm saying, or you don't. Yeah. Right? Because you... You get it. Yeah, there's times where you are not safe for work. 
There are a lot of those times. I will be honest. I will be absolutely honest. Trying to stay in the wheels and safe for work is kind of hard to do for us. We do not do that. We don't. Right. That, okay, like that one, yeah, in my real opinion, uh, that could be worked out. I mean, I'm not saying the individual gets away with it scot-free. That's not what I meant. You know, right? But surely something. Yeah. That's kind of the way I feel about it. No, he doesn't. Speaking of articles, what do you got in the hoop for next? I know the one you're wanting to talk about. Can I stop you? I know the one you want to talk about. Because you've been laughing about it for two days. And um, I think we can pack that on top of this and make it work. Okay. Were we anyone else, I would say nay. But it's us. I think we got this. Oh, yeah. It is from the Daily Star. Holiday makers can soon jet to Spain on the flying bum, the world's biggest plane. A weird air shape nicknamed the Flying Bum is preparing to take off with the first passengers on board as it promises to reshape the traveling landscape. The odd-looking airlander, 10, is hoping to start commercial flights the year after next, and the company behind it says it will bring a host of benefits to flying. Hybrid Air Vehicles says the 300-foot-long airship produce less pollution and noise than traditional aircraft as well as having massive endurance and cargo carrying ability okay before i go any further it is called the flying bum and it's going to be less noisy and less pollution okay i can see that cool all right it ranges it range means it will be able to fly from the UK to places such as Spain with up to 100 people on board. It will operate a bit like a hybrid car with the main helium power backed up by diesel engines, engine propeller. And HAV is looking to bring a touch of luxury at the same time, hoping to offer an alternative to the packed-like sardines functionality of most air travel. The airships will have floor-to-ceiling windows and a spacious passenger cabin, and the idea is that the whole trip will be more of an experience than just a functional journey from A to B. And nervous flyers heading off on their holidays must be might be attracted by the fact that the airship will oper- apparently be less affected by turbulence than most airplanes are. It, it'll be more like traveling on a cruise ship than a plane, HAV boss Tom Grundy told The Telegraph earlier this year. Spanish airline Air Nostrum has already committed itself to buying a bunch of the sh- airships, and Tom said we're working with Air Nostrum to create a network of city-to-city connections much faster than a car with 10% of the carbon footprint of a flight and affordable to the customer. Another weird thing about the flying bum is that it won't need an airport. Instead, a set of inflatable studs mean it will 
be able to land on just about any flat surface or on water. So yes, you can fly on a flying bum sometime in the near future. Ladies and gentlemen, I have only two things to say. Well, three. One, there's a whole fucking episode of Archer about this. Just gonna put that out there. You can do what you want with it. You can fucking do what you want with it. There's a whole fucking episode of Archer that is literally dedicated to shit like this. Now it's a cartoon. Don't get yourselves in a bunch. Number two, well, the humanity. Yeah, the Hindenburg. Yeah, they tried this once. It didn't end well. Now, that thing's in place now that'll make that not a problem. But the third thing that before we even begin to discuss any, I repeat, any of this stuff is the following. Baby stout ass up. That's the way I like to travel around Europe. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You too can travel around Europe on the fattest ass in town. Why Europe's never been so tight. Come on aboard. We're waiting for you. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. And it's going to be less uh, less pollution in the air. And they're trying to... Oh, I'm like, yeah, for real. Like, it's all good, right? Yeah. And less noise. I want to know how they're going to make a bum less noisy. They're going to have to keep the gas in for a fall. <laughs> True. True. I guess we're not letting gas out completely, so I guess the gas is staying in. Sorry for the people inside. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of. I... You're, you're not in the envelope, per se, which is what they were calling they were dirigibles or zeppelins. That part that holds the floaty material, yeah, that's separate from the cabin. The cabin usually hangs underneath. True. I haven't seen a picture of it, so I don't know. It looks like a big old fluffy butt pillow. <laughs> hey, look, it's a fluffy butt. Now we can all sit and act like we don't like fluffy butt. That'd make us untruthful. A fluffy butt's fun to cuddle. Now it's fun to fly. Why, boys and girls, the fluffy butt is the ride for you. When are they making me small enough that I can get me a little piece of that ass and fly it about ten? Just saying. These things matter. Also, this is good for the environment. It doesn't matter how you look at it. Yeah, it is. I mean, less noise pollution. Um, I'm sure it will be more of a leisurely voyage. That's what I was getting at. It's going to have floor-to-ceiling windows in it as well. And they're wanting to do it. Yeah, um, and then spacious cabins. So it's kind of going to be a... uh, Right? Like, I don't know. Like the Archer episode, I guess, basically. Um, They said it's going to not make you feel like you're packed like sardines. They're going to have enough room for the 100 people. uh, About 100 people, I believe, is what it said. They can travel in it and not pack like sardines and just make it more luxury and you won't feel as much turbulence as you would on a regular. Also, it would be really, it's really cool that they're going to try to like get a city to city. You know what I mean? Where you can get on one, go to one, get on another, go to another, get on another, get on another. That is really cool. And if it makes it quicker, damn, just think how quickly we can get to places if they did it here. Well, with it the leisurely pace and the fact that the United States is a massive fucking country, 
it would probably still take you a good amount of time to get from one end to the other. Would be my guess. Like city to city, I meant for, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, when I was a kid, we were supposed to have flying cars by now. I'll tell all of you. And I feel robbed. I feel completely robbed at this point because we don't. But no, you're telling me that this thing looks like a big old booty. Yes. Pass. It's yes. a butt. But damn, like, there you have it. Okay, that means that while engineering this, booty was finally given its day in the aeronautics field. That's right. What we all should have known to begin with is ass floats. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I am just saying, right? And they're making it to where it can land on water in the fields wherever it needs to land as well well i mean why would you not it's almost like a hot air balloon from what i, I haven't read the article but from what you're telling me it seems a lot like a hot air balloon or dirigible or a zeppelin uh, uh much more modernized obviously but you know what i mean um uh, they can land wherever the fuck they want mm-hmm. this would be great actually it's still be. fantastic that it's a big old ass, but <laughs> we are who we are, part. right? I mean, you know what I mean. We are who we are. We're you're hearing about it from us because it looked like a butt. That not, we're big twelve year olds. It was a funny factor. <laughs> See, you're telling on yourself. You used to didn't tell people that, and you just let them think it was all me. But the fact of the matter is, it's never been me. No, at all. At no. No. No, not one time. It's insane. Uh, now you're off looking for another one, aren't you? We didn't get as long out of that one as you hoped either, did we? Oh, this one here was just a... The butt factor was the main thing. And it's just a flying butt in the air. It's a big, fluffy booty. I just don't know what I... How... Remember on Austin Powers with long that's all it reminds me of remember that yeah but it's economically probably hopefully well economically i have no idea if they've got cabins like you're probably not going to get that on the cheap uh. no i i'm going to look into it we won't be traveling over to europe or spain or anything we're, like that we're never but. leaving this hole we're not we know we're not we know how this goes Let's not lie to the kind folk. Why would we? <laughs> oh, gods, no. There's no way we're doing this. But no, didn't you have one about a dog in a, in a concert or something? Yes, I did. Okay, you did have one. All right. But while we wait, ladies and gentlemen, again, if you get a chance to fly booty air or whatever they call it, like, because if you find the article, it'll be attributed. Like, look at the article. That thing looks like a butt. It's a butt. Doesn't matter how you look at it. It's a butt. Not the kind that goes in conjunctions. No, no, no. It's a bootay. An anus, if you will. Well, probably not the anus personally, but whatever. I don't know. Did it look like it had an anus? Actually, it had the round part and everything else. So probably by the... Very nice. Very nice. I, I Look, I need this picture in my life. I board in Paris. Ass Airlines. We stroll up the tan carpet into the cavity between the cheeks 
where we will be held for however long until we arrive at our destination and I don't have a destination of mine. That's right. That's right. It's all about the anal. That's what it's about. <laughs> Alright, I got my other one about the poopy. Alright. This one is Did from you say Punk poopy? <laughs> yes, I did say poopy. I meant puppy. But I was being cute. And honoring. Children. <laughs> We're just children. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> we went from ass air to a puppy thug. I had to go with poopy. <laughs> I had to. But no. It is about a puppy. It is from Consequence Heavy. Consequence.net. But also Consequence Heavy. A husky named Storm made her way to the metal band's concert at SoFi Stadium. Metallica broke audience attend a record during their two-night stand last weekend at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, along with celebrities like Jason Momoa and John Travolta. Notable attendees included a dog by the name of Storm. The four-legged metalhead was seen at one of the gigs, and when she didn't leave the stadium with the rest of the fans, she was taken to an animal shelter. A Facebook post by the Animal Health and Wellness Organization reported Storm was abandoned by her owner at the show. But it turns out that wasn't the case. Metallica and the Husky's owner, Elizabeth Ortado, have since explained that Storm snuck out of her house and somehow made her way to the nearby venue where she took in all the action. Metallica posted the following on their social media pages. You, you might have heard, we had a four-legged fan join us for M72LA. Despite re reports to the contrary, our friend Storm snuck out of her home adjacent to at SoFi Stadium and made her way to the gig by all by herself. After a full night taking in the show with her Metallica family, Storm was safely reunited with her actual family the next day. The band added, she had a great time listening to her favorite songs, including Barks, Interna, Masters of Puppies, and The Mailman That Never Comes. And in case you were wondering, no. You definitely shouldn't bring your furry friends to the M72 World Tour, but this dog sure did have a day. Her Tondo, who lives right across from SoFi Stadium, told the site, Pet Helpful, She is home and safe. We learned something new about her. She is apparently a huge Metallica fan who decided to sneak out for the concert. Referring to the photo, that the Animal Health and Wellness Organization posted of Storm at the stadium, Ortando remarked, We were laughing so hard when we saw she was sitting in an actual seat at the concert. As Metallica started, stated, Fans are discouraged from bringing dogs to a metal show, but humans are welcome to check out the legendary band's upcoming concerts. Tickets are available. See the social media post from Metallica and Storm's owner below. There's a link in the article for all this 
if you want to go look at them. They got pictures all the way through here. The dog had a blast. It was like a teenager sneaking out of her home to go watch a concert. That's because it was Metallica, I'll say it. <laughs> I know, right? There was definitely a time in my life that I would have snuck out to watch a Metallica concert, but I'm going to be honest with you, now I would just break a hip. Yeah, you definitely would. You would, you would. And that dog just had the heyday. I've seen the pictures. You guys should definitely, definitely check out the pictures on this. That dog sat in one of the bleacher chairs at the stadium and was just happy to look at I know. At this home. is one of those I'm going to have to take a look at. Look, I, I don't know. I get where the dog's coming from. And this is a rough day for a second episode. Because I'm with the dog. It's Metallica. Sorry. Mom, Dad, gotta go. I know, and I feel bad that she was taken to an animal shelter because they thought the owners left her. I'm glad that it got cleaned up, though, and she didn't have to stay there for too long. It's always nice for you when an animal is okay. And you and Little Man both. Uh, even though Little Man can't be around them. <laughs> yeah, he can't be around them. He still he cares that they're okay. Yes. We love our animals. We do. But we can't be with them. <laughs> they can stay away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. When it comes to us, they kind of have to steer clear. You've still got 20 on the clock. Article 4. Hmm. Oh, my. How are we going to do this? Article 4. Another one. Oh, no. There's more animals coming. I knew it, folks. I knew it. I knew there would. All right, this is about to be turned into a zoo. Is everybody ready to let me have it? All righty. This is from my lovely news post that I always read from. UPI. Runaway bull captured after six days on the loose. Six days in our lovely state of Illinois. All right. On September 1st, UPI, officials in a Chicago suburb said a 1,600-pound bull has been captured after about six days on the loose. The bull escaped in the area of Route 62 and Old Sutton Road in Barrington Hills back in, on August 25th and was caught on a resident security camera Tuesday. Okay, I'm getting to where I am so happy for people who have the security cameras or the ring cameras or stuff like that. But yeah, we'll get into that more later. Barrington Hills Village officials said the owner of the animal hired Wesley Bush of 2B Wild Cattle Catching Services, LLC, to recapture the bull. The village said Bush located the bovine near its owner's property and successfully brought the bull under control. But yes, it took six days and from what I just gathered, the bull was still close to home, but took him six days to find it. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it was in Chicago. <laughs> now look, I have posted a Wikipedia article in the news story section of our Discord. You may want to go grab that, because herein lay my point. I believe it was in 1871 that a cow named Bessie burned the fuck all of Chicago to the ground. <laughs> it's called the Great Chicago Fire. So, let me tell all of you that in Illinois, and especially, I would imagine, in Chicago, that if you lose your fucking bull for six days, people get kind of fucking nervous. 
because I don't know what you know or what you don't, but the Great Chicago Fire was a conflagration that burned in the American city of Chicago from October 8th to October 10th in 1871. It killed approximately 300 people, destroyed roughly 3.3 square miles. That would be nine kilometers of the city. It killed over 17,000 structures and left more than 100,000 residents homeless. The fire began in a neighborhood southwest of the city. If you would like to read the rest of that article, you can find that at Wikipedia. It will be attributed in the show. But this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. People need to watch their cows. I think I seen one the other day while we were driving around outside of a fence. But I'm not quite No, sure. I'm just saying, look... Lady Rebecca, you're from Illinois. Look, cows have done us dirty in the past, folks. If you're from Illinois, you know. We're from Illinois. We get it. Cows, cows can't be trusted. They have accidents. Or do they? I mean, there are those that say the mom sort of started in New York and Chicago. Was the cow in on it? I'm just asking. It's a mob cow. <laughs> Look, you put a cow where you put a cow, and then you put a lantern where you put a lantern, and then you go because somebody did it. It could have been. I don't know. I'm not saying it happened. I just look. I'm a comedian. I improv. I make things up. It's what I fucking do. If I'm making you nervous, quit listening. Good lord. Take it as it resonates. If it don't resonate, don't listen to it. Although, thank you for the download. And if you'd like to hate fuck me and download, go ahead. I'm fine with it. Email's open. I'll read it. I don't know if I'll answer you or not, but I promise I'll read. And again, why would you be hateful with me? It's the Great Chicago Fire. It's a very well-documented fact. Well, again, I think the cow's name was Bessie, but I didn't pull the whole article up and probably honestly should have. Um, That's when the city of Chicago improved their building code to stop rapid spread of future fires and rebuilt rapidly to those hired standards. (laughs) There was a donation from the United Kingdom spurred the establishment of the Chicago Public Library. Um, it was claimed to have started at 8.30 p.m. See, so don't all of you be acting like a bull loose. Chicago ain't a big deal. It's terrifying. It is terrifying. Any animal being loose is terrifying. If it's a big Listen animal to me, like people. That. Our whole state has un- undealt with trauma concerning cows, fire, and Chicago. We really, really do very real deal for us yes it is that is just something that we i don't think a lot of us in this state has ever really gotten away from really i don't think because ain't there something that celebrates that day in this <laughs> in this state we don't i don't know if they do or not i don't know whether look that cow and that lantern killed 300 people <laughs> well not a celebratory 3.3 miles nearly of, of, of lamb was just Fucking poof. Devastating. Yeah, not a celebratory-like thing, but a remembrance or something. I couldn't... They, they may. I, I honestly... uh, Like, look, there's two parts still annoying. If you don't know this, I will tell you. There is Cook County, and then there's the rest of us. Uh, And yep. that's... That's real. That, that's as real as it gets. Right. Always been that way. Always gonna be that way. That's just, like, we are from Illinois. Yeah. And... There is one thing that we said we would put in every show. I'm going to put it up there and read it. Suicide prevention. If you or someone you know is struggling with feelings of depression or suicide, please seek help by contacting the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 8180273 8255 
or text HOME as an H-O-M-E to the Crisis Text Line at 741-741. You are not alone. Exactly. You are not, you are never alone. If you reach out, someone will be there. But no. At the end of the day, I guess, yeah. Cows are kind of traumatizing if you're from Illinois, I'll be honest. Yes. I've had cows do me personally dirty. I got a buddy that was leaving my house when we were kids. He had a fucking cow. Went through all kinds of hell. Cows ain't your friends. I mean, we eat them, though, so maybe they know. Ooh. Lady Rebecca, do you think they're onto us? I think they I can bet. That would be very, very bad. And if they are onto us, it's been since... What year did you say that fire happened? <laughs> I think like 1871. Yeah, they've been on to us for almost two years now. Uh, 200 years, not two years. My bad. Yeah, I'm saying I think you got that wrong. <laughs> uh, I genuinely think you might have that incorrect. Uh, I forgot a few hundred years. It's all good. <laughs> and to give me the exact dates, it was October 8th through the 10th of 1871. The fire was believed to start at 8.30 p.m. It belonged to the O'Leary family and lived in a small barn. Um, See, there's it the bordered an alley behind 137 West D. Coven Street, and things went awry. As I said. Like I said, if you're from Illinois, you're traumatized by fire and cows. Yeah. And that's it's facts, people. It's facts. Never trust a cow with fire. It's going to go bad. It does it every time. It's terrifying. It is. And they had her in a small barn. That's not nice for a big old bull. I know, right? Right? The word shed was tossed about in Wikipedia. I certainly hope that was inaccurate. Oh, God, I hope so. Because if they had that big old... Well, why did she burn the place down? She's like, fuck you guys living in a big house. Here I am in the shed. What, man? <laughs> I, I feel you, Bessie. I feel you. I know you're gone, but if you can hear me, I feel you. That is the truth of it. If you put an animal in a small thing, they're gonna find a way to get out of there and get back at you. They are. What's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, you and I are from country. We know, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. People that act like, oh, they're just animals. No, they're not. They can think, they remember. Uh Uh-uh, that's not real. (laughs) You better be careful. You may think they're animals and not smart. I'm sorry to say this, but they are. They have as much smarts as an animal can. And they are incredibly smart. And some of them are very vindictive. (laughs) And a goat will hump you. Just so you all know, a goat will hump you. Yes, they will. Well, if we got to know that, they got to know that. That's who I am now. Look, goats will hump you. Don't bend over in front of them and they will mount you. It's a fact. Goats will hump you, dolphins will hump you, and they will play volleyball with a puffer fish. Don't fuck with animals. Don't. Well, that's because they get high on puffer fish. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, the poor puffer fish, I get that. But this is what I'm saying. You Look, you're not the only intelligent things out there. Stop thinking you are. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. That cow might have done that on purpose. We'll never know. Nobody spoke cow. No, I'm to a point that if, after you told me she lived in a shed or a small barn, whichever way it was, 
she got out of that place to get back at her owner. That's my opinion, anyway. <laughs> You're like, nope, nope, nope. She was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him. I got you. Vindictive. I am female. I can say this. We can be vindictive. <laughs> we can be. I have never known you to be vindictive, though. I'm not meaning me. I ain't vindictive. <laughs> Who said we? Not they. Hold on. Collective. I am female now, am I not? <laughs> Obviously, but that means that due to the fact that you're part of the collective, you too can be vindictive. Well, as you said, you've never seen me be, be vindictive, so <laughs> I'm one of the good ones. That I mean, being vindictive is a, uh, I don't like vindictive. All right, that one, that one I'm not. I'm all right with justice. Okay. I can go with that. And did the cow deserve justice? I mean, probably not 3.3 miles worth, but <laughs> 300 dead people and, you know, hundreds of thousands of, yeah, I don't know. Probably not. Even if what you're thinking is true, we'll never know. It was probably just a cow that kicked the lantern, freaked out, ran out of a barn, and then exactly. the whole place burnt the fucking back. I, that would be my guess. She probably got spooked and everything else. Well, no, what I'm saying is you're Bessie the cow. You're chewing your cud, right? And, you know, they left the lantern down because the kids were tired. They wanted to go, whatever happened. I don't I don't know the whole scoop. But anyway, lantern's down in the barn. Kick, you know, hoof. It catches the rest of the hay on fire. Next thing you know, the barn's on fire. Well, if you're Bessie, you want the fuck out. Exactly. It's going to get too right? damn hot So in there. you run out. And then, because Chicago was not well built back then, apparently, from what I saw, uh, most of it burned down. Yeah, I was about to say, I went and looked at that a little bit. Yeah, it was not set up right completely yet. It wasn't all structurally, structurally sound as of... It was 1871! Exactly! <laughs> they had not discovered all the new fandangled fancy bull hockey that's going on now. That's what I'm saying. It was probably structurally sound for the time, yeah. right? I mean, obviously not. One cow and a lantern burn it to fuck. But <laughs> this is how we yeah. learn, I guess. I don't know. Trial by fire? Literally. Like, if you're from Chicago, I'm sorry, we're not making jokes. We kind of are, I know. But yeah, yeah, relax. They found the bull. You're fine. There were no lanterns involved that we could find. Uh, this one came out okay. Yeah. Um, Keep control of your cattle. Chicago, come on. This happened to you. What are you doing? Exactly. Keep control of the cows. Keep them in their fenced-in, safe environment to where they can't get hurt and they can't hurt others. It's the best way to go about it. Until, of course, they're murdered so that somebody can eat them. <laughs> well, I was leaving that little tidbit out. You know me better. I won't. I'm not a vegan, I'm not a veggie. I like my meat. But I always leave the tidbit out of having to kill the livestock that you raise and everything else. I don't like picturing that part. I can't Of the two it. of us, were we to raise livestock, we both know who would have to go out and put old Bessie down. It damn well wouldn't be you, your little man. No. Yeah. As I said, I don't I can't have to go down. 
I can't even go out hunting. I'm not the hunting type. No. I cry if I hit an animal with a car. Do you know what will fix that? What? Being actually hungry. Like not, hmm, there's nothing to eat around here, but hmm, I haven't eaten in a week. I'll bet you'll eat a Bambi. I'll bet you'll fucking jump on it and break its neck if you're big enough. Bambi. Oh, don't get me wrong. That's what I mean, I dude. Circumstances, people, they change everything. I say this all the time. Everybody's got morals and ethics until you don't. There will, may, could come a time for any human being on this planet that having a moral compass or an ethical bent will not be your friend in survival. And at that point, it's got to go away. Yeah, it does. But yeah, I just ain't been able to really kill anything like that. Are we there now? No, nope. but we're getting close. But spiders and stuff? Those? Yeah. I've okay, got to where I see? can kill those. Okay, see? Hold on. Because you got to where you could kill those. When we moved in together, you made me kill them all. Yeah. But This is my only point. That, okay, if you could work your way up to doing spiders and hunchback crickets and so on and so forth, then we have already established a recognizable pattern that if circumstances were to require it, oh, I'll bet you could take out a bunny rabbit and eat it. Yeah, I guess so. If I'm just, hey, I'm just backing my girl here. I think if you yeah. needed to, you had the gumption. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Definitely. If I had to, yes, I definitely... Yeah, yeah. For I'm not like okay. Look, if you can buy your meat at the grocery store and, and get away with that and not have to deal with all that, that's where I get mine. It's not like I'm walking out in the backyard of a farm and putting one down, slapping off some meat with a knife, coming back here we fry it up. It's not how it works. No, no, no. But if you put us in a situation wherein that's required, yes, I know how to do that. Yeah. Um, the only thing I really did with cows, like. Uh, when we had the horses on the ranch, uh, we would occasionally go and help our neighbors cut cattle. By the way, you want a wild-ass deal. Cutting cattle's insane. Um, <laughs> that's some scary shit, folks. I ain't playing with none of you. <laughs> you're in a herd of cows and, like, bulls, and you've got a few horses, and you got to get them all wound up round and round, and everybody going where they're going. And then you got to, by cut, what they mean is you're going to take in a herd mentality, the idea is to stay together later, Rebecca. And what our job was, was to cut single cattle out of that herd and force them into the chute or what had you so they could have done what they needed done. Yikes. I was a ball, if you know what you mean. <laughs> um, it sounds like it, but it also sounds scary as hell. I had great fun doing it. But do I recommend it for just like, look, if you're going to go on one of them, what they used to have, they called them dude ranches, and you think you're going to cut cattle, uh, those cattle are tame as fuck. You have that's not even a real cattle cut because no, they're not. I was about to say, don't people usually go to a dude ranch like thing on occasion for like a vacation and just to see how that is done? I don't know if they still do, but I know there was a period of time where you could. Uh, my experience is very much, well, you know, uh, yeah. you've been told, and I think you were around it when you were younger. We ran, we had a horse ranch. We broke horses, trained them da, 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 to do whatever, uh, depending on what they asked my father to do, and then we would train them to do that, 
and return the horses and so on and so forth. And we happened to have two cutting horses at one time and we used them to do the stuff for our neighbor. Heck yeah. Scary craziness. But hey. This also, Lady Rebecca, is why I'm going to tell you in the audience, if you can do it, use gasoline-powered equipment because it doesn't have a fucking mind of its own. At least when you die, you know it's your goddamn fault. Because I'm going to tell all of you, I've seen horses do some of the craziest shit ever. Now, everybody involved lived. Everybody involved was fine. But they will absolutely lay down in the creek with you on their back and just be like, oh, it's cooler down here and you're pinned underneath them. These things happen. Yeah, I've seen it. I've not been anywhere near it, but I've seen that happen. Yeah. Oh, you've probably over. seen me in the scariest horse moment I've ever had in my life. Yeah, no, that's no. That, no yeah, that. yeah, you have. I mean, I will say that, like, if you want the, if you want to know what I can do with a horse or not, ask Lady Rebecca. Uh, <laughs> I have one <laughs> no good heart and leg. I was on the back of a selkie cart with a literal selkie racehorse pulling that cart, and I did not have the arm strength to make it do what I wanted, and it went, when it went south, it didn't go south badly, though. We stayed between the poles, we got her shut down, everything was fine, but I'm going to tell you what, that one scared you half to death. Yes, it did. Yes, yes, it did. You ain't never. You're yeah. Mm -mm. And honestly, I'm I'm good with not going back near those. Because <laughs> no. we were hauling when that happened, um, and the only way I could get it shut down was to lower myself down into just what is basically a net where the uh, wheels were by me, and just haul with all my body and might to get it shut down and hold it steady until people could get to me. But yeah, I know my way around horses. I wouldn't recommend just anybody back a selfie cart either. No, no. Definitely no. not, like, at all, at all. Uh, my family knows people that are selfie racers to this day and stuff like that. That's how it happened. Yeah. Um, my father has been around horses most, or had been lately, not so much. He's gotten older, but had been around horses most of his life. He grew up around the selfie races, um, so on and so forth. Just is what it is. Yeah. That was one of the scariest moments in the past six years. Yeah. It's in the top. <laughs> I was invigorated. And that's about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, that was fucking wild. I knew I couldn't do it again. I mean, I had I had figured out that with uh, the left arm having cerebral palsy, running them selfie carts wasn't flying. Right? You know what I mean. Right. Uh, but, but I gave her the old call. Exactly. You gave it a shot. Now, good and... listeners, I know you're thinking, I'm insane. I go to therapy, but I don't think I'm insane. Uh, hey, according to them, you're not. Well, right, right, exactly. <laughs> but um, I'm, I don't know. How do you put that? I'm that guy. Like, I will absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah. dad was like, hey, have you ever drove a selkie cart? And I'm like, no. And he's like, hop up here. And off we went. And he helped me get it where it needed to be. It's not like you left me hanging, right? It, right. Did, it just didn't pan out like it should have. You know what I mean? But yeah, that that's who we are. <laughs> I had broke horses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had gotten on horses that absolutely didn't want me there and managed to make them decide it was okay with that I was there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That yeah. was the day I learned the difference between a good old-fashioned riding horse or a quarter horse and a no-bullshit selkie racehorse. These are not the same thing. No, we learned very fast that they are not. Holy fuck, that is not the same thing. Um, not at all. No. 
I don't know much about either ones, guys, but afterwards I did get told the difference in between. And yeah, they are not the same. But no, well, you're not. You're up there at that barn with me every day. How can you not? Yeah. Those things are massive compared no. to a regular horse. Don't lie. Oh, they are. Fuck, are you they? You clean stalls up there at the fairgrounds. What do you mean? Oh my God, were they beautiful? <laughs> oh, gorgeous. Oh, absolutely stunningly gorgeous. Uh, some of the most gorgeous creatures on earth, in my opinion. I have no desire to own ever. Don't get me wrong. No, thank you. I'm good. Uh, that's because I did that in my youth and when I could heal, right? Because, <laughs> okay, I say I broke horses later, Rebecca, but a lot of times horses broke me back. Okay, it happened. <laughs> I was about to say, how many of them broke you? <laughs> but, it, it, you know, you fall off. It, it goes down. You get back on. That's how it works. Exactly, like the old thing. The number one rule, I'll be honest with you, of what we did was the minute you hit the ground, you get your ass back in the saddle. Exactly. You That's cannot it. let that fear take hold. Mm-mm. You fall off, get the fuck back up and go again. You fall off. Then and there. You. Don't wait. Yeah. I mean that. Don't wait. Get your ass back in that saddle because you cannot let your fear, Rebecca, get the better of you because a horse will know if you are afraid while you're on it and now it's afraid because it thinks you know what you're doing. Exactly. If you wreck a car, get back behind the wheel. If you fall off of a horse, get the fuck back on. And if you get your way, for fuck's sake, don't try driving around on things that think. It's just, it's just better business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy fuck. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed our show. Hopefully you enjoyed it enough to continue showing up and enjoy it more every night that we're on. If you did enjoy, join us live on Podbean. Later!